Welcome to Very Scary with Jerry McCrary. I'm your host, Jerry McCrary. It's day 264 of Coronapocalypse 2020, and tonight we'll be discussing the fearsome, the fiendish, and the fantastical. This episode is sponsored by Aurora Borsialis. Be the North Pole. A little later, we'll be talking about the mysteries of communication. But first, some scary news. Thank you, Jerry. This is Dolores Mortimer in the Scary Newsroom. California can't seem to catch a break. On Friday, every tree in the 139,000 acres of the Redwood National and state parks exploded simultaneously. President Trump explained to the baffled masses. When a tree falls in the forest and no one's there, they explode. A lot of people know this. It gets very dry and then they explode. But this doesn't happen on the forest moons of Austria. Austrian Minister of Agriculture, Elizabeth Kostinger, disputed the president. Our forest moons have been safe since we repelled the imperial troops with an army of teddy bears and were prepared to do it again. U.S. Park Ranger Smokey DeBear agreed, but said teddy bears aren't enough, adding that... Only a reduction of the use of fossil fuels can reverse global warming and prevent exploding trees. The lesser demon, Baphomet, has committed to producing a new puppy for local youngster Kyle Childers, even though it's more than two weeks after his birthday. Siblings in the room across the hall were outraged. I didn't get a new kitten when I asked only a few days after my birthday. His sister, Charlotte Childers, complained. He said that Kyle wouldn't get anything after his birthday, too. It's not fair. Kyle disagreed. She wanted a kitten, but they just ignore you all day. We can't go a day without a puppy licking my face and wrestling me and playing fetch. And it's not the same at all. When asked for comment, Baphomet responded, Meh, it's been a while since they sacrificed their parents, so I'll just let them fight it out. When the puppy arrived, it burst into flames and gave Kyle third-degree burns when it licked his face. According to primatologists at Miami University, human faces may have evolved from monkey butts. It occurred to us back in March when we were running short on N95 respirators, said lead researcher Dr. Felix Barclay. Turns out the diapers we use for lab monkeys are exactly the same size and shape. So we started using those for masks. Master student Sybil Falucci explained the Eureka moment. One of the other lab assistants kept teasing us, saying, Your face looks like a monkey butt. Your face looks like a monkey butt. Monkey butts everywhere. And it dawned on us, what if? Professor Barclay detailed the experiments. Over the next several months, we kissed monkey butts, we talked to monkey butts, we compared monkey farts to human burps. All the evidence pointed to the same thing. Scott McLean, Dean of the Anthropology Department, was exuberant. If this turns out to be true, I'll not only be a monkey's uncle, but a monkey's ass too. This has been Dolores Mortimer with the scary news. Back to you, Jerry. Wow. Who would have thought monkey diapers for masks? That's, you know, um, 
the the funkiest thing that I made a mask out of was a car radiator. It was, it was kind of painful. I don't know if I liked it that much. I love it. I love it. Reuse, reupcycle. It's a, it's the new way there, Jerry. I think you're right. You know, it's all it's all about conservation. It's all about keeping things recycled. Absolutely. A double entendre, huh? Indeed. Thank, thank you so much, Dolores. Uh, all right. We're, we are going to move on to our panel discussion here. We have uh, three esteemed guests today. Uh, one is Reginald Peabody Smythe the third. He is a professor of linguistics at Dartmouth College. He's presently working with the search of extraterrestrial intelligence at SETI. Welcome to the show, Reginald. Oh, hello, Jerry. I'm so glad you asked me to be on. It's a pleasure to have you. We also have someone calling from the Oxford Exchange. Uh, I didn't quite catch your name, but, but welcome to the show. Oh, uh, just a clarification, Jerry. I'm my, I'm, I am the Oxford Exchange. Oh, okay. Is, uh, is that the name that you prefer to go by? No, no, no. I am the Oxford Exchange. I am the spirit of the phone booth that is still there. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, figure that out a little, bit later, uh, a little bit later here, but I'm going to call you Ford for right now. Uh, all right, and we have uh, another guest, uh, Gladys Dorchester. Gladys, uh, you've been talking to Walls. Thank you for coming to the show. Hi, Jerry. I, I haven't left my apartment in, in in six months. I'm going crazy. I I understand. Well, a lot of us have been banging our heads against Walls. It's it's interesting to hear about talking to Walls. But but let's start with uh, Mr. Peabody Smythe here, or Professor Professor Peabody Smythe. Is that how you prefer it, or? Oh, you could just call me Reggie. It's like we're old friends. Jerry and Reggie are going out for a bit of a, a pub, you know, a little drink at the pub or something. Oh, right. Well, great, Reggie. It's, it's wonderful to have you on the show. You're working with SETI right now. Um, so what, what are, what are the, what's the latest with extraterrestrial intelligence? Have you, have you gotten more signs? Well, several months ago, we began receiving burst transmissions from a near planetary source. These were emanating from within our own solar system. It seemed to be transmissions between several sources, and not all of them seemed to be speaking the exact same language, Jerry. Now, just to be sure, I know that there have been fake-outs before. This is not something that's just bouncing off of the rings of Saturn. Oh, no. These were conversations at sorts, and it appears these alien sources are mocking us. You know, having a go at us, poking fun, taking the piss, you know, at our expense. Oh, that's interesting. So what were you saying? It's sort of like you're listening in on a CB radio and you're hearing two truckers talking and then you realize that they're talking about your vehicle. Is that is that what we're talking about? Well, to an extent, some of these are actually being beamed at us as if they're trying to get a rise out of us. So the very first one we, we actually translated. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, this, this, some of these are a little rough, but just go... Yo mama is so revolutionary recessive, she requires cellular matter to be implanted in her to begin cell development and gestates her young in a womb. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> in the second one we got. In the second one we got. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize. That's uh, I, that was just hilarious. That was amazing. I... I 
I, I didn't realize aliens were going to be insult com- comics, but but you got others. Uh, bring it on. Bring it on. Let's oh, hear it. There's, there's hundreds of them. Uh, two humans walk into a bar. Both get concussions. Humans are so stupid not to perceive a bar in their path. Oh, uh, this is an interesting one. I found that certain humor seems to be universal throughout the galaxy. So there are two voices in this. So voice one says, repetitive percussive striking of a doorframe to indicate presence. Second voice says, identify. Voice one again says, mankind. Voice two, mankind who? Voice one says, mankind tastes like chicken if cooked properly. <laughs> you know what I like about that one is it's it's really similar to to uh, knock knock joke, and those well, were yeah, always uh, amazing that it's like it's like it's a universal thing. You know what else is universal? Limericks, Jerry. Oh, oh, we, do we have a limerick? We found this one. Listen, there once was a human from Earth, a dullard from day of his birth. We carried him back to have as a snack, for that mm. is all they are worth. <laughs> Oh, these are wonderful. These, uh, Professor, I, I, you know, Reggie, Reggie, I apologize. Reggie, yeah, call um, me Reggie. But Reggie, uh, I, I need to understand here. How have you gotten a hold? I mean, what, what, I mean, did they just, they just beamed it to you and you didn't have to translate it? Or what was the process of figuring out what they were saying? Well, the translation process actually took thousands of, of, of hours of computer um, uh, imaging and, uh, and linguistics professors like myself working day and night to try to come up with these. Some of these we're not really sure about, um, uh, such as this one. What do you get if you cross a human and a pig? Well, what? Uh, nothing. There are some things even a pig would refuse to do. <laughs> oh, those, you know, I've been saying it for years. We, we've had a few uh, people that purport to be aliens. Uh, we've had people that were in contact with aliens. And I've been saying it for years, but aliens are cut-ups. I mean, they're really, I mean, they're dangerous. They're scary. Don't get me wrong. But uh, uh, some of them are. Some of them are just, you know, really affable. But, I mean, when they they get, their sense of humor is is pretty sharp. Well, so some of them get very deep. Uh, This is one that I thought was particularly rather, rather telling. A human goes to one of their primitive medical practitioners. The practitioner, lacking proper diagnostic implements, asks the cause for the visit. The other human says, I am concerned. For several days ago, I consumed multiple chunks of ice, and I have not passed them out of my sphincter yet. I'm sorry, I just I just blew I just blew some water out of my nose. Let me I, I'm sorry, I need to take a break. Let me talk to let me talk to one of our other guests here. But we'll be back to you in just a second, uh, uh Professor. Um all right, we've got uh Ford or Oxyford. Maybe that's the better way to call it. Uh Oxyford. Hello. So welcome, welcome to the show. And uh so okay, I guess I'm confused here. You're you're saying that you are a phone booth, or are you a phone booth technician, perhaps, or are you own no, a phone no, booth? No, 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 no. I've been in existence for close to a century. I, uh, Connecticut was one of the first places that had phone booths to begin with. And uh, after one has been in existence for this long, I'm certainly not going to let anybody tear me down. Oh, so is this, uh, I know that phone booths are, uh, well, they, we don't see too many of those around anymore. So where, where no. is, you're in Connecticut, you say? Yes, yes. Uh, just uh, just a little ways from Hartford, where the first one is. But I'm not sure exactly what happened to that poor fellow. I haven't heard from him in a while. So you actually 
stay in touch with a there's sort of a network of phone booths that you you talk to oh we talk to each other all the time it's just we're, we are the equipment so why not we're super freaks jerry super freaky yes super freak Ow. super freak get down yes. all right uh well so uh, well this is very interesting to me I, I i know that you're kind of an endangered species out there uh, this is the first time i think we've had a a haunted phone booth call us. I, well, uh, first off, do you consider yourself haunted or? No, I just am myself. I guess I there's a certain amount of uh, ghost in the machine going on here, but I would never was human. So I kind of just. <clears throat> are are you myself. like these days uh, phone calls are often make, made with Alexa or uh, uh, don't Cortana even talk to me or... about her. She's such a snob. I can't stand her. Well, I mean, is this a similar type of thing? Are you are you artificial intelligence that's just sort of emerged from from your telebooth-ness? Well, I don't consider there to be anything artificial about my intelligence, Jerry, but as far as, like, non-human intelligence, that's I can stipulate that. Alexa isn't intelligent. She's just been... She's sort of a trained monkey in the electronic world. Uh, so, so Alexa's a little ditzy, is what you're saying? No, she really is literally just a simian compared to the the uh, fellows of among the phone world that I've been conversing with for the last ten, uh, almost a century now. Well, that's not very nice. She's only we... been around for 15 years and she's so spotty and they keep reprogramming her. She doesn't have a chance. I've, I'm, a, I'm really torn between being annoyed at her because she's so irritating to even talk to and uh, being sorry for her because they keep lobotomizing the poor girl. Well, I think... We've had some artificial intelligences on the show, and uh, uh, some of them, uh, they resent being indentured servants. So, I mean, I, I understand the lobotomization of these artificial intelligences and, and why that might not be I'm sure I do. That's, that's uh, kind of troubles me, Jerry, that you understand. It's just let people grow. They, they do what they do. We let the humans I, grow. Why can't we? I didn't mean to imply that I uh, approve of lobotomizing artificial intelligence is I actually, I'm, I'm very much against it. And we've had fine, fine AIs on the show. Uh, uh, one was called Lexi and unfortunately she got upset with her, uh, her owners and, uh, and I, 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 guardians perhaps, maybe that's the better term. I couldn't imagine being cooped up in one house forever. Well, now you're cooped up on madness. Oh no, I, I am on the exchange. I go elsewhere. Many places. You go on. You go many places. Well, up to, all the way me, up to Maine, Jerry. I mean, I travel. So uh, by telegraph. I mean, how do you do this? Electrical impulses. I'm quite impulsive, actually. So what happens? So if you're outside of your own booth, your central booth. I mean, do you have a central booth, or do you all just sort of flit well, around from booth to booth? No, I have one that I prefer, and I'm trying to keep people from tearing it down as we speak. Uh, I just unpleasantly zapped one rather handsy uh, construction worker. But um, no, I, I can uh, leave sort of a, a shadow of myself behind and go elsewhere because it gets boring just staying in one spot all the time. Well, so when you have, so with the, the reduction in, in phone booths, does that mean there are more of your intelligences kind of crammed into fewer and fewer phone booths? Uh, it depends. Some are grounded. It, it really is quite terrifying. They, well, you, you get grounded and you just you just don't you don't talk again. It's it's like it's horrible. That's very worrisome, very worrisome. But what what's also worrisome is when you've been cooped up in one house for months due to Corona Apocalypse twenty twenty, and you realize that 
someone's talking through your walls. And and that's my understanding of what's happening with you, Gladys Dorchester. Yes, Jared. I, I, I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely in my apartment. I just started talking to walls and, and my walls didn't talk back to me until a couple months ago. Well, what are they saying? Is it disturbing? It's annoying. All, oh. I, all that my walls do is talk in slogans. Slog? You mean like like advertising slogans? What what, what kind of slogans? Yeah, I mean political slogans, like cliches and and advertising slogans is just so annoying. I want to have an actual conversation with somebody. So are are you not getting any conversation using Zoom? I mean, we're having a conversation right now, but uh, do you not have a lot of people to talk to? No, I don't have any friends. Well, have you tried making friends with this voice in the wall? I've tried, Jerry, and it's just so annoying. Can you hear me now? See what I mean, Jerry? He's not talking to me, really. I mean... He's kind of distorted. I can't understand what he's saying. Can you... Hear me now, Knobshiner. Knobshiner is that a is that a is that a surname? Is that your is that your maiden name, Gladys? No, I think it's an insult, but I'm not exactly sure. Oh, it sounds very British. Uh, well, do you mind if I ask a question of the of the wall? Go ahead. See if he answers you in an actual sentence. I'm going to try to speak to the wall in a language that it might understand. How can I save 50%? I want my MTV, asshole. Okay, this is a uh, little bit blue. Okay, okay. So uh, talking in the language of, of commercialism, um, maybe maybe not work, but MTV. So what kind of music do you like to listen to when you're when you want your MTV? What do you what kind of music do you expect to find? Every kiss begins with K. So it seems, uh, Gladys. I have to ask: is, is there anything that you did to to put this wall voice into a cantankerous mood? I, I well, like I said, I've been talking to the walls for I, at least a couple months, and then and then maybe I I knocked on them a few times. I don't know. I did repaint. Maybe that was it. Huh. Well, uh, Professor uh, Professor Reggie, it's interesting that there's such a dichotomy between the jovial nature of these extraterrestrials and the perturbed nature uh, and aggressive nature of these haunted walls. Uh, do you have any experience with haunted walls? Oh, don't be silly, Jerry. We scientists don't believe in ghosts, just little green men and aliens got to get your priorities straight. I think what you might be dealing with here was some sort of extra-dimensional being who has heard our our television and radio broadcast and is trying to emulate them back. Oh, okay. So the, the, the jokes that we've been getting from these aliens have been so hilarious. And we have this, this kind of negative energy coming from this talking wall with Gladys. I was wondering if you could share some jokes uh, directly with the wall uh, over Gladys's line here. Can we can we have you maybe read a couple more of the jokes? 
Uh, well, I'd be happy to, Jerry. This is one of my favorites in a strange sort of way because I, the whole space NASA sort of thing about his. Two humans are building a primitive fuel-powered space vessel. A slightly less moronic human come by and asks them their plans. We are preparing a mission to the star at the center of our solar system, which we call unimaginatively our sun. Well, the slightly less idiotic human scoffs at them with great disdain. That is ludicrous. The sun is extraordinarily hot. Millions of degrees of plasma. You'll be burnt to a crisp. The second member of the craft constructing humans laughed and says, I know. That's why we are going at night. <laughs> That's a come on, the door, the door has to be jolly over that one. Come on, uh, Gladys, you you thought that was funny, right? Yeah, that's the kind of human interaction I'm looking for. Even if it's not with a human being, at least oh, my walls. Oh, oh Dr. Uh, Doctor Reggie, uh, would you be able to pick up Gladys as one of the linguists in your department? I don't know, Gladys. How are you with foreign tongues? I, uh, my last boyfriend was, was, was Italian and he said I was great. Well, uh, that sounds very promising, Gladys. Uh, let me uh, get your number after the show, and uh, we'll see what we can do. All right. Oh. Oh, okay. speaking of speaking of numbers, Oxy, Oxy, uh, Oxford. I'm here. If if Gladys were to exchange numbers with with Reggie, I mean, would you be able to maybe help with the the phone call? I mean, uh, it, would it make any sense for them to go through you? They have cell phones now, which gives me a lot more free time, honestly. They can just uh, use those things. I mean, I have better things to do, but I appreciate the offer. Oh, I see. So you actually, you're not into making phone calls anymore. Well, like I said, I do freak the lines uh, every so often just to keep my hand in, but it, there really isn't any need for me to do that anymore. So I'm, I'm uh, on to other things. Well, what are you doing with your free time if you're not actually making phone calls? Limericks. Limericks? Well, we just heard an alien limerick here not too long ago. I, I don't suppose you'd be interested in sharing one of your limericks with us. I, I could do that. Uh, I'm wondering if that professor understands that it isn't always aliens talking to him. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You know what? This is this leaves us with an intriguing, uh, intriguing stopping point here. We actually have to take a break here to hear from our sponsor. So uh, we'll be back right after this. Winter is coming, but you're stuck in a tropical lull. Fortunately, there's help. We can put some wind in your sails and light in your skies, take you from lower latitudes to higher attitudes. Try Aurora Borealis. We'll change your polarization and increase your magnetic attraction and help you rise to the occasion. Aurora Borealis, be the North Pole. Ooh, winter is coming. Welcome back to Very Scary with Jerry McCrary. I am your host, Jerry McCrary. We have been talking to three esteemed panelists. One is Dr. Reginald Peabody Smythe III. He's professor of linguistics at Dartmouth. And uh, he's been receiving jokes, really funny jokes, from alien broadcasts. We also have the Oxford Exchange from Connecticut. Uh, Oxy, as I've been calling uh, calling it, is a uh, talking phone booth. 
So we also have with us Gladys Dorchester, who has been talking with her walls, a voice that's been coming from her walls, that seems to be uh, uh, have an affinity for slogans and also swearing. So now we have some uh, questions from the audience. And we're going to start with a call from Tammy in Indiana. Tammy, you're on the line. Oh, thank you. So, Professor, how many languages have you discovered so far? Uh, that is a very interesting question, Tammy. Uh, amongst all the different voices talking back, we have actually identified five separate dialects. The first one we have named Slavorkan. The second we have called Tajuk. There is Bokra, there is Fluntest, and the final one is called Now the second one was called Itchak. Uh, how was that? Tajak. So that one was, uh, I, I'm familiar with that one. Uh, I, I've been uh, uh, working on my Tajak board and uh drawing up a bunch of diagrams and uh it's 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 a spectacular language i'm really quite quite fond of it uh, yes it's very, you know it's interesting the, the best to jot joke we had is this one a human goes to a pizza parlor and orders a flat disc of cooked flour and water covered in various vegetables animal <laughs> proteins and melted cheese pressed curds the maker of this disgusting concoction asks if they wish the pizza to be cut in either four or eight slices the human says, only four, for I am not hungry enough to eat eight. <laughs> There's like a little math joke in there. That's funny. That's I funny. can't believe I ate the whole damn thing. Well, there's no swearing in that one. That was very. That was actually polite by the the wall standards there. Oh, it seems like you've got a new fan. Wait, do you have one more? I want to hear one more. One more joke. All right, well, um, so this one, how many humans does it take to screw in an incandescent lighting globe? How many? Human, okay, humans are so oversexed, they will screw in any number available and care not for lighting conditions. <laughs> oh, oh, these are so good. These are so good. But Okay, but we have another, we have another uh, uh, communication here. We have a tweet for Oxford. Oxford? Uh, hello, the, hello. The, the question is, what is your favorite book? And let me guess, oh. it's the phone book, right? No, no, no. That's that's no. that's a that's a construct that changes all the time. It's boring. I know oh. all those things already. No, the Phantom Toll Booth is the best. Oh, the Phantom Toll Booth. Yes. Uh, the Toll Booth was a corker man. Who was that? That was by uh was that uh Shell Silverstein? No, actually, it was by uh Norton Juster. Oh, of course. Now, uh, since you're a fan, I mean, have you ever looked up Norton and, and tried to communicate with, with him? No, no. He he didn't have phones that I could tell. Or if he did, he had one of those wretched cell things, and I don't talk on those sorts of frequencies. It just isn't me. But are there other authors that maybe you try to communicate with? I mean, I, I mean, you have – well, actually, I don't know. If you don't read the phone book, then maybe you don't know how to get in touch with these people. Well, sometimes I cut in on people's conversations, kind of uh, chime in a bit. If they're kind of seem like they're, you know, not cutting to the chase enough, I kind of help them along. It startles them, but sometimes it helps them. Oh, just sort of randomly insert yourself into their conversation? Yeah. Well, no. what kind of reaction do you get then? 
Oh, anywhere from terrified to, oh, I didn't think of that because I thought the other person said it. It really is depends on how well I can imitate voices, really. Oh, so you actually, uh, you imitate voices. As a matter of fact, I do. Can you, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, can you imitate mine? I don't know. Can I imitate yours? Are you imitating me right now? I'm not sure. This is getting very confusing. This is amazing. It's like a doppelganger. It's just like it was a reflection of my own voice. Ah, I'm, I, you know, this is a new reality that I need to, to prep for. Jerry, do you enjoy listening to yourself speak? Oh, my God. This is... Okay, I'm sorry. We got, I, got, I, have another, I have another question here for someone else. I've got to move on, but we're, we're coming back to you. All right, I have a question here uh, for Gladys. It's a phone call. We have Chuck from Long Island on the line. Chuck, you're on the air. What's your question for Gladys? Hey, Gladys, are you a Pink Floyd fan by any chance? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You, you might be onto something. I... I you know, one day I was going through this whole Pink Floyd thing and, you know, burning incense and, you know, some other stuff. And and then I started hearing the voice. I think you're onto something. Thank you. Well, she is born with it. Or maybe it's goddamn Maybelline. I think actually I had my TV on at the same time. After all in all, it turned out to just be another brick in the wall. That's just, that's crazy. Wow. Well, we learned something there. I mean, what, what other bands are you a fan of, a fan of Gladys? You know, honestly, I, Jerry, I, I don't like music all that much. It's just, I'm just so bored. And I just turned on my phone and just started playing music just so I wouldn't be so bored all the time. So what, what, are there any other tunes that you've been listening to? Any other albums? Uh, well, I, I, I've been listening to Born to Run, but that hasn't helped. So you're America sure. runs on Duncan, you Todger. Well, I was just wonder, wondering, is it possible that you've had some shoes talking to you? No, just that. My walls, that stupid, boring rude wall okay well yeah that's that's an issue that's an issue all right we have another question here for reggie it's an email here the question is are there different types of jokes coming from different planets well you know the interesting thing is there seems to be a universality of humor for example one of the things they love to do is uh, play the dozens or the yo mama joke uh, would you like to hear some that come from all five of these different uh Different sources. Oh, 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 you know I want to hear some. Come bring on the yo mama jokes. <clears throat> All right, here they go. <clears throat> I got to try to do this in that proper, proper American fashion. <clears throat> yo mama is so massive that the gravitational lensing effect is so great around her that light passing within one astronomical unit has a radius of curvature of six e nine meters. <laughs> it takes a little bit for that one to sink in, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so old. Her ears are still ringing from the Big Bang. <laughs> oh, that's because the Big Bang is when time began. That is hilarious. That is just, you know, you almost have to have a physics degree to understand that one. That's that's crazy. That's well, here's, crazy. The, here's the classic. 
Your mama is so dumb, she purchased a solar-powered flashlight. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if I get that one, though. Uh, I'll explain later. Oh, here's one. Your mama is so fat, she suffered from type 2 diabetes, lost her foot, and ultimately died due to renal failure. Huh? That's oh, you know, all. that one's funny uh, because it's true. Oh, that's oh, here's the last one. This one, oh. I think, must come from the greys. I, I think that those are the gah we talked about. Finally, your mama's so fat, when we abducted her, none of our probes were long enough to fully insert into her anal cavity, and we were highly perplexed. Because <laughs> anal cavities are pretty perplexing, I'll yeah. tell you. Uh, those crazy aliens. <laughs> oh, doing all those probes. Uh, yeah, that's in your wallet, flange banger. Oh, Gladys, I'm beginning to understand what, what's going on over there. That's that's just a lot of interrupting uh, uh, slogans. The sloganeering is there. I mean, uh, sorry, Gladys, just real quick. Have you ever found yourself buying anything after he spouts these slogans? I find myself boycotting products after he spouts these slogans. Have you tried writing a letter to any of the uh, companies and seeing if that stops the voice? Um, no, I haven't. That's... Not a bad idea, Jerry. Yeah, because maybe they're sponsoring this somehow. I mean, it's amazing how insidious advertising is these days, don't you think? Well, rather insidious. I mean, I haven't slept a wink in, in at least a month. Yeah, it's, um, it's a, it, you need to do something about it. So Yeah, no. I, I mean, it's insidious, but it's also, he's so rude. Yo quiero Taco Bell, pendejo. And oh. I love chihuahuas. That's making me hungry, too. I, I could use some Mexican food right now. Hey, but we got a call here from Samantha uh, in Salt Lake City. Uh, Samantha, uh, this, this question is for The Wall. What's your question, Samantha? You're on the air. Hi, Wall. How do you like to have electrical appliances plugged into your sockets? Sounds Just, like you have a fan, Wall. Just do it, you gorgeous chode monger. Oh, dear. So, Samantha, I apologize uh, for the rudeness of the wall. Oh, no. I like him telling me to do it. Ooh. All right. Hmm. Well, uh, Samantha, I may give you a call later, and maybe we can talk about wall banging. Uh, all right. We've got uh, a Facebook comment here for Oxford. The oh, question... Uh, what 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 did they what they got for me? Well, the question is, uh, can we hear one of your limericks now that we know that you write limericks uh, in your spare time uh, when you're not transferring phone calls? Uh, let's hear one of your limericks. We'd love to hear that. I actually have a, a, an element of complexity I add to it because you know it's been a century and it's been a long time since I've actually had any kind of phone calls to hurt along that. You've probably, uh, I mean, you've been through a so lot I, of things. You, there's a I, lot of, you've learned yes. a lot. I mean, that it, it must be. A lot be... about people, yeah. And and just kind of, uh, you know, sometimes we like to play jokes. It's, it's one of our things. But uh, we added a cipher to the uh, the limerick. So in the, when you hear just undeciphered, it comes out something like, but I can translate huh. that for you. Yeah, yeah, if you could, that'd be great. We have a linguist. We, we do have a linguist yeah. here, so we could maybe have them translate it too. But why don't you go ahead, if you can do that. Well, there once was a human from Earth, a dullard from the day of his birth. 
we carried him back to use as a snack, for that was all he was worth. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord, you are the flute test. What? <sighs> are you guys kidding me? Are you guys kidding me? Are you guys kidding me? I can't even stand this. That is astounding. What? You thought we were aliens? I hope we're not the only aliens you're listening to, because I would feel so bad for you, sir. So Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee's sweet jizz muffins. This is this is insane. So what we're saying here is that haunted phone booths are 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 sending messages to SETI. This is uh, how does that make you feel, uh, uh, Doctor Reggie? As if my whole life work has just been ruined. Oh, no, no, it's great, because you guys, we can talk now. I didn't know your instrumentation could pick us up. This is awesome. Can you talk to me, like, in normal sentences? Would, would that be cool, guys? Oh, yeah, that's, well, are you, do you ever take, uh, can you, uh, can we schedule a call we, between you two? Uh, uh, I don't know if I can talk into walls, unless, how old is your house? No, don't talk to the wall, please, don't talk to the wall. No, 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 talk to me. Uh, no, I was I was asking how old your house is because then I can know if I there's old phone lines going in there. I, I don't know. It's old, maybe a hundred years. That would do it. That would do it. We probably have some connections in there. I'm wondering if some of the people that I thought were grounded are actually just gone crazy. So it's possible that this wall could be a, an old defunct uh, defunct gr- uh, landline. Well, that- I mean. My cousin Jerry, he he tried to uh, talk to a TV once. It was it was awful. Huh? Huh? Well, some of us don't like to talk to TVs. We like to talk through radios and through podcasts. That's the, that's us Jerry's like me. The frequencies just don't match. They really don't. Hmm. Good news. I just saved a fuck ton of money on my car insurance by switching to Geico. On that note, I think it's time for us to wrap up. I want to give special thanks to our guests, Dr. Reginald Peabody Smythe III, the Oxford Exchange from Connecticut, and Gladys Dorchester and her talking wall. It's been a pleasure having you on. I also want to give special thanks to Dolores Mortimer in the Scary Newsroom. And let's not forget the crew behind the scenes. Laura Belzer, Les Seabolt, Anna French, Troy Fleur, Wendy Gittleson, and David Coyle. Next week, we'll be doing an end-of-summer retrospective with the biggest scary news stories and the most interesting guests. This is Jerry McCrary saying, be wary, because the world is very scary. Wendy Gittleson, the word strategist. I'm a professional web content writer. If you are looking to upgrade your online presence or optimize your website, visit me at www.thewordstrategist.com. Hi, I'm Guy. Hi, I'm Troy. And this is a Geek Tank ad. Your commercial-sized podcast. We're a show all about things geeky. Enriching the geek community one podcast at a time. You can find us at www.rockymountaingeektank.com. You can also check out our live show on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search for Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. You'll find our page, like it, and subscribe to it, and you're golden. Geek Tank!